Hello, Faith family. Good morning, afternoon, or evening. Uh, I'm just so blessed that you have clicked on this podcast, whether it was by accident or on purpose. We are so happy to have you here. Um, A couple of weeks ago, a a friend of mine named Rachel shared a beautiful message that God placed on her heart. Um, She recorded it on Facebook Live, and she mentions in her video that he had been telling her to share this message but that she kind of pushed aside the call for a few days because she was shy or nervous. And it got me thinking, you know, how many of us are in the same boat as my friend Rachel? How many of us have a call in our lives, but we're hesitant because we're shy? Or like me, maybe you don't think you're good enough to do so? If that is you, let me remind you of Moses, who was called by God and then argued with him, saying he couldn't do what God called, was calling him to because of a speech impediment. But he was used by God in a huge way to use the to lead the Hebrews out of bondage. Or Joseph, whose brothers were so jealous of him and had such contempt against him that they threw him in a pit and sold him into slavery. He was eventually elevated to a higher position in life, then was accused of and imprisoned for a crime he did not commit. But he was ultimately brought out of prison because of the gifts of the Holy Spirit gave him. And then he was used for God's purpose to bring hope and provision to the very people who caused him harm. Or Paul, who was a wicked man, persecuting and encouraging the murder of Christians until he had a radical conversion experience where Jesus met him on the road to Damascus. And then he was used to spread the gospel to the Gentiles, to to plant many churches, and to ultimately write two-thirds of the entire New Testament. My point is that God does not choose people as the world does. Actually, the world the word tells me in 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verses 26 through 29, brothers and sisters, think of what you were when you were called. Not many of you were wise by human standards. Not many were influential. Not many were of noble birth. But God chose the foolish things of the world and to shame the wise. God chose the weak things of the world to shame the strong. God chose the lowly things of this world and the despised things and the things that are not to nullify the things that are so that no one may boast before him. And then Isaiah chapter 55 verses 10 through 11 says, As the rain and snow come down from heaven and do not return to it without watering the earth and making it bud and flourish so that it yields seed for the sower and bread for the eater, so is my word that goes out from my mouth. It will not return to me empty, but it will accomplish what I desired and achieve the purpose for which I sent it. Guys, he has called you and I, the foolish the weak, the lowly, and despised, to share and bring forth his truth into every crevice of planet Earth. And he assures us that his word always accomplishes what he sets it out to do. That makes this call a lot less daunting, knowing that, again, like I said last week, it's not about us or what we can do. He uses us to plant the seeds, but then he nourishes and grows them. 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verses 6-8 through says, I planted, Apollos watered, but God gave the increase. So then neither he who plants is anything, nor he who waters, but God who gives the increase. Now he who plants and he who waters are one, and each one will receive his own reward according to his own labor. Sharing and spreading the good news of Christ, being disciples of Christ, is a calling on all 
of our lives, not just those with the gifts of teaching, pastoring, or prophecy. We are all called to use the grace gifts given to us for the edification or the building up of the body and expanding the kingdom of heaven through the evangelization of planet Earth. 2 Timothy chapter 3, verses 16 through 17 says, All scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be complete, thoroughly equipped for every good work. Your experience doesn't equip you. Your influence doesn't equip you. Your own intelligence doesn't equip you. God and the scripture that is inspired by him equips you for this work. Continuing in 2 Timothy chapter 4, um, verses 1 through 5, it says, I charge you, therefore, before God and the Lord Jesus Christ, who will judge the living and the dead at his appearing in his kingdom, preach the word, be ready in season and out of season, convince, rebuke, exhort with all long suffering and teaching. For the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine, but according to their own desires, because they have itching ears, they will heap up for themselves teachers, and will, they will turn their ears away from the truth and be turned aside to fables. But you be watchful in all things, endure afflictions, do the work of an evangelist, fulfill your ministry. Mic drop right there. I don't even need to say anything else to convince you that this is our calling. It is spelled out for us right here. Endure afflictions. God is on the mood right on the mood on the move right now, but so is the enemy. So once you start taking ground, don't be surprised when the attacks start coming. Do the work of an evangelist. Fulfill your ministry. This is the time, y'all. People are scared. They're anxious and they're searching for something that will bring them hope and peace. Lead them to the one and only who can truly, truly provide them with both. I pray that you will take this truth and move on it so that like Paul in verse seven in this chapter, you can also say, I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. Amen. Guys, stay connected. We are better together. I love you guys.